In the name of God, our Maker, Defender, Redeemer, and Friend. Amen. In the hymn that we just sang at the top of page four there in your service leaflet, our sequence hymn, the last two verses include the following lines. The Spirit's power shakes the church of God. Baptized, we live with God, the three in one. A new creation comes to life and grows as Christ's new body takes on flesh and blood. The universe, restored and whole, will sing. Alleluia. That's our theme for today as we baptize new Christians into the body of Christ. These candidates for baptism are infants presented by their families as sponsors of their journey, a lifelong journey into full Christian identity. So it's appropriate to think of young people being on a quest that starts today in our beloved community. I'll say more about that in a few minutes. The other focus for today is highlighted by our scriptures appointed for this last Sunday after the Epiphany. We recall that our Epiphany scriptures began back in January with the light of the Christmas star leading the Magi to the Christ child, to the baby Jesus sheltered in the care of his parents. Today's scriptures end the Epiphany season with Jesus transfigured in divine light while he was accompanied by his closest disciples. But then there is one more scripture appointed for today where all this Epiphany light that began back in January, all this epiphany light comes home to us. As we hear St. Paul describe our own transfiguration. That's right. We too get into the act. We get the equivalent of Jesus' transfiguration according to this verse from today's epistle reading. And all of us, the Apostle writes, all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another as the Lord the Spirit This comes from the Lord, the Spirit, says Paul, the Holy Spirit providing for us an experience of self-epiphany where we are being unveiled to ourselves, 
revealed to ourselves as in a mirror to be more and more Christ-like over time. How can we make this kind of transfiguration claim in ordinary terms? What kind of self-epiphany is Paul describing here where we are becoming unveiled to ourselves as more and more Christ-like over time? One of my favorite ways to talk about this kind of thing is in terms of science fiction. As a college professor, college professor at Emory for 30, 30 years or so, I actually taught a course on religion and science fiction, I'll have you know. We all survived. One of my favorite episodes as I began to focus on young people is the episode of the young Wesley Crusher in the Star Trek series called The Next Generation. Wesley is given in the final series episode an opportunity to experience a so-called vision quest. Vision quest. It's presented as a Native American ritual and meditation practice, part of their religious tradition. And in the following way, it blends religion with science fiction. On the one hand, the episode ends with Wesley becoming skilled in mastering the science of quantum physics. That's the science part. But he also gets acquainted with a mentor who promises to teach him how to grow from one degree of mastery to another in quantum physics by being unveiled to himself as a sacred person in that Native American tradition. And the word sacred is key in this episode. It's like the word glory in our epistle reading. Listen to the following conversation, the script from that episode, and notice how the word sacred is used to initiate young Wesley into becoming unveiled to himself initiating him into his destiny on the one hand as a practitioner of quantum physics, on the other hand his destiny as a sacred person. The conversation begins with his mentor asking him, the Native American representative in that scene, what's sacred to you, Wesley? Wesley responds, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of things are important. I have a lot of respect for things, but I don't really consider anything sacred. Look around us. What do you think is sacred to us here? Maybe the necklace you're wearing, the designs on the walls. Everything is sacred to us, Wesley the buildings, the food, the sky, the dirt beneath your feet, and you. Whether you believe in your spirit or not, we believe in it. You are a sacred person. You are a sacred person here, Wesley. And Wesley responds, I think that's the first time anyone's used that particular word to describe me. 
And his mentor concludes, So if you are sacred, then you must treat yourself with respect. To do otherwise is to desecrate something that is holy. Is that what you think I've been doing? Only you can decide that. I guess I haven't had a lot of respect for myself lately. Then perhaps it's time for your own vision quest to begin. That's how the scene ends. Perhaps it's time for your own vision quest to begin. And it's instructive for what we're doing here today at the cathedral as we baptize new Christians into the community of Jesus' disciples. Many of us here who have preceded these baptismal candidates have already embarked upon our own vision quest. We are the people of God who keep returning to church week after week, season after season, to unveil for ourselves what we are becoming, becoming as we grow more and more Christ-like, becoming under the influence of the Holy Spirit who meets us here in these liturgies, these scriptures, these sacraments of baptism and Holy Eucharist. And so, church family, many of us here can testify to this transfiguration as we come back to church again and again. And yes, the church, this church and all those across the world strive to be faithful to all its members to foster a great unveiling of ourselves to ourselves until we see for ourselves the person we fully are in God's sight. But the Church is a community of fallible human beings. Of course, we do not perfectly sustain our mission to be all things to all people, as St. Paul elsewhere describes his own ministry. In good conscience, we would not hide that truth about ourselves. We would not practice cunning to get people to believe that we are all that we aspire to be. Nonetheless, as God gives us grace, we strive to be the place where families and individuals can continue to discover discover themselves as sacred persons. Yes, we're here to be unveiled to ourselves and to one another as persons created in the image of God and as a people destined by God to grow more and more into that reality over time. Also, to paraphrase our opening prayer appointed for today, we continue to need strengthening to bear our cross to bear our cross at the same time as we are discovering our godlikeness from glory to glory. Indeed, for some of us, in the words of that story script I just quoted, maybe it's time for your own vision quest to begin. In that connection, here today, Holy Church provides our kind of vision quest in holy baptism. For baptized Christians who are continuing your quest, you're invited to renew your baptismal vows. For those who are not baptized or or who are beginning your own vision quest, we commend to you 
the grace of this holy sacrament. Finally, as we do all this, we have just sung in the words of our sequence hymn what is motivating us to do all this. Remember the words, the Spirit's power shakes the Church of God. Baptized, we live with God, the three in one. A new creation comes to life and grows as Christ's new body takes on flesh and blood. The universe, restored and whole, will sing, Alleluia. Amen.